This program may contain subject matter and language that may trigger some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Thunder Podcast, a mental health podcast. I'm your host and Thundercat, Shelton Fisher, and I'm so glad that you could join me today. Today, ladies, gentlemen, and highly esteemed listeners, we have a special guest. She is the first guest of the Thunder Podcast ever, and she is badass. She juggles a day job. She does um, crafts and very creative things. And she also has her own storefront where she sells her crafts and crafty things. Um, Her name is Carrie Reimers, and she is the founder of Sweary Carrie Designs. I've been following her on Instagram for a while, and I absolutely love her work. And I'm so happy that she could join me today. So thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. So... I guess let's start at the beginning. Um, What's your story? Did you have a good childhood? Like what, what got you to be such a creative individual? (laughs) Wow. Um, Yeah, I had a really great childhood. I was really fortunate about that. Um, I guess I've always been creative without even really realizing that that wasn't like a normal thing for other people. Um, my mom was always very crafty and creative. She's a, she's a really um, talented painter. I've been hoping that she'd get back into that again lately. Uh, but she always had a lot of like craft things on hand. Uh, and, you know, we kind of grew up in lean times. So it was always very like cleverly put together or handmade uh, supplies you know, just sort of things that other people might discard or recycle or, you know, I guess there was always all sorts of stuff to just be creative with lying around and that was strongly encouraged. So. That's pretty cool. Um, So what types of things would y'all make? Like um, what were y'all's, I guess, areas of expertise? Like you mentioned, she's a painter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have absolutely no painting talent whatsoever. <laughs> um, but uh, I've always loved collage, I think is probably my favorite, like mixed media type of stuff. Uh, she always kept a, um, she called it our make a something box, where that's where she threw all the doodads. And it's just kind of like, you open that, and it's like, I don't know, whatever, you know, I could, I could make anything. And like, it started when I was little with like, designing little Barbie furniture things or I got really into jewelry making uh just with whatever beads and that kind of thing we had but I remember my first uh sort of entrepreneurial pursuit was like a little mini garage sale at the end of our driveway where I was selling our 
uh, or selling these handmade bracelets that were so fucking hideous. And you know what? So many people bought them like, just driving by. And that, that's the reason I'll always stop at, you know, some little kid's lemonade stand or whatever. So, well, they say it's like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So I'm sure that they were, yeah. I'm sure that they were good. <laughs> that would be neat if somebody had one and they uh they reached out on instagram and they were like look i still got this <laughs> so when i saw your adhd warrior design i thought that that was really cool i thought that that was very powerful because i have sort of a mindset that when it comes to mental illness um it's not necessarily a bad thing and it can kind of become a superpower to a certain extent um just in the sense that you think of things differently and um you're sensitive to different things where other people may not be um i guess first off like are you diagnosed adhd or anything like that um and if you are like, what was your journey to either diagnosis or treatment or anything like that? So I was actually just diagnosed um, a couple of years ago, which the more I learn about it, it's, I guess, really common for women, especially to be diagnosed later on in life uh, because um, like symptoms don't present themselves in the stereotypical way uh, like they do with like young males where, you know, I might not be bouncing off the walls or whatever, but my brain is like a million different places all the time. And so the more I learn about that, the more I'm like, wow, this is like, this has really been there all along. And like, I was always like, my, my parents were pretty strict about like academics and things like that. And so I always had to get good grades and things like that, but I would like do things ahead of time if I could. So that during class, like, oh, okay, I'm just going to sit here and pretend I'm reading the book I'm supposed to be reading, but I'm actually reading this really cool book that I want to be reading. You know, like my work is done, but it's like, you know, I remember getting busted for that a couple of times or like being, uh, when you're supposed to do like a writing assignment, it's like, okay, well, I already did that. And now I'm doing this thing that is more important. So right. <laughs> it's kind of like getting but, the boring shit out of the way. And exactly. Getting the fun stuff started. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like you were saying, like when you get diagnosed and you look back on things in hindsight, it's like the puzzle pieces start coming together. And you're like, you know, maybe this is why I did this whenever I was a kid. Cause like on the same academic sense, um, I used to put off my homework. I would come home from school and I would go and, you know, relax or just chill or whatever. And I would wake up the next morning at four o'clock and do my homework before school. Oh my yeah. God. After my diagnosis, it was like, that makes perfect sense <laughs> why I did something like that. Um, so I think that's, I think it's neat that you've been able to, um, 
you know, get diagnosed and find out more information about it. Yeah, I think that the more I learn about it, the more it's like, there's so many things that affect people so differently. Like what you're talking about, this procrastination, I feel like I I have the opposite. It's like, I have this thing that I don't want to do and I want to get it done now. And maybe it's not going to be done to the best of my ability, but like I want it off my plate so that I can move on to the next, you know, fun thing. Uh, but that's, I mean, it's so just different person to person. And it's, I guess what kills me is I'm like, okay, I, I got diagnosed with ADHD. I don't really know what this means. You know, I'm going to try some meds, whatever. But it's, it's so much more than shiny object syndrome. And the more, like, I had no, I didn't know that. Uh, but now I do. And like, holy shit, like, can you just pay attention to the comorbidities of, like, and females in particular, anxiety, eating disorders, like, depression, like, holy fuck, like, I've battled that crap my whole life. And, and now it just feels like, okay, like, I'm probably always going to battle it. But it's like, oh, well, here's this identifying thing. And like, having the knowledge to just sort of help you be a warrior with that. It, it's helpful. Was there a particular instance in your life that once you were diagnosed, you were like, yes, that right there makes plenty of sense. Like um, how you said it wasn't necessarily shiny object syndrome. Um, because I think there's a misconception that the hyperactivity part of ADHD means that you are bouncing off the walls constantly. And it, you know, it's like you were saying, um, I mean, were you hyper as a child ever? Was it anything that like, you're like, hmm, that? <laughs> I don't know that I'd call it hyper. I, I'm not sure. I've, I've tried to think back if there were those like classic symptoms back when I was a kid. And I mean, just holding my attention to something like I talked about earlier is, I mean, that stands out to me, but I can remember being like overly fixated on on things you know certain subjects or just activities things like that and like I know now that that's just part of it but at the time it just was like okay I'm all about this and I'm obsessed with this and or this friend or you know whatever and it's like it like chasing that high so to speak like almost makes it makes me hyper when I think about it but I don't know. I'm so tired anymore these days. I can't imagine being <laughs> hyper. But like, yeah. I know, oh God, I forget which friend of mine said it to me, but they were like, yeah, you're a person that if you're standing next to you when you're on the phone, like you need to get out, you need to get out of the way <laughs> because like I'm going to gesture and I'm going, you know, like, so when I'm talking about something I'm excited about, I, I'm excited about it, but I don't know that I've ever thought of myself as hyper. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that's with, that's kind of common with ADHD um, is the hyperfixation portion of it, like you were talking about. For example, I consider myself to be like a jack of all trades, master of none. 
you know, I've done like video game streaming, musician, you know, I've tried to be an artist. I even like tried to whittle one time and was like, I'm going to get a whittling kit and sit on my porch like an old man and just like try to make something. <laughs> did you awesome. ever have an, yeah. <laughs> um, did you ever have a moment um, or not a moment? Did you ever have any hyperfixation bounces? Let's call it that. Where it was like, yeah, you, you crafted for a while and you were like, you know what? Maybe this isn't my thing. And then bounce to something. All the time, probably forever. <laughs> I'm going to be like that. Uh, I guess when I, so I've thought about this a lot because the hyperfixation is a thing that uh, a lot of the reading material about ADHD and just general anxiety like talks about that um, is you just go all in on this thing and then it's either that thing doesn't work out or that thing isn't exciting anymore and whatever and then it's just on to the next and so I feel like I'm a perfect mix of that but also I am totally that person that orders the same thing from the same restaurant I have the same couple of friends that I've had for years I have you know like I don't know so when it comes to hobbies I think that if I look back over my entire life that I can remember yeah I've always been like creating things but it's even if they're not the same things it's the same concept like it's that I like to have my hands busy you know when I'm watching tv I'm not watching tv I'm doing something else whether it's like I got really into wreath making a couple of years ago or you know making a collage or now it's I'm pretty obsessed with my button press right now uh but I mean I was recently obsessed with my sewing machine uh but I've like I've learned that like all of these things that I've been kind of obsessed with off and on for as long as I can remember. I keep circling back and like maybe the exact uh, things I'm creating are different, but the process is the same. And so therefore like the, the soothing aspect of the actual uh, process is there. So yeah, I'm very much a, what, what's this new thing? Yeah, let's do this. Let's buy all the stuff I'm in. And then maybe a few months later, I'm like, it's enough for now. I'll come back, but it's enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with all of your different, you know, hopping from different types of crafts, how did you become sweary carry designs? <laughs> uh, kind of this um, ongoing urge to leave the corporate world, which I just never felt I belonged in I'm so not that I'm so not that business-minded person and I've never really considered myself an entrepreneur until I started learning more about <clears throat> like what that actually meant and totally going to butcher the definition but it's something along the lines of uh, a person who is willing to take great risks for a a great payoff and I'm like ooh, am I a risk taker and then I'm like flashbacks to all the times I've like chased that high from like thrill seeking and I'm like yeah I guess I am you know yeah <laughs> but uh yeah I I just I've I've always been the work to live don't live to work person so 
the more like I've sat on this idea for years to just have my own business where I'm like be my own boss is that even a thing like you hear people talk about that you know all the time but those are like not people I know in real life those aren't you know and Instagram I guess has really just shown me just people I've met uh via the lovely internet that are like you can do this and you will and it's so worth it so yeah and you made a lot of really cool people on the internet yeah yeah which is not always the case <laughs> yeah no that's and we've I've also met a lot of horrible people but yeah um and I've noticed too you get a lot of like positive feedback on your stuff because it it really is fun like you've got coffee mugs talking about um what does it say it's pizza time is that what it <laughs> the pizza mug yeah it says um it says i wanted a pizza i ordered a pizza and then on the other side it says follow your dreams that's that's deep honestly (laughs) (laughs) like is it safe to say it's deep dished because that's that's awesome that was good Um, oh that was great that's exactly i don't know that sums up so much for me it's just like just fucking do it right like okay so that was one of my earlier designs that mug and still is one of my favorites because the colors are like super 80s but the fonts are what I'll remember. It was one of my earliest designs is because everybody's like, it's all about the retro font right now. And I'm like, that's cool. It's maybe not really my thing, but I'm going to give it a whirl. Yeah. And, you know, and so I did. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm so stoked about this. So, yeah. So where do you get inspiration for designs like that? Or even like you've got a sticker that says freaking the sheets. And it's an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. And, um, you know, the inspiration behind ADHD Warrior. And um, one of my personal favorites, especially uh, in today's political climate, is Regulate Your Dick. And I, I feel proud to actually have that sticker, honestly. Like, that's a, that's a cool concept. <laughs> Um, where do you find the inspiration for that? Uh, political climate, something else. Yeah, that's not even a an inspiration. It's a, I, I just, I got to get this shit out of me. And if you want to clearly show people who you are and what you believe, like a sticker is a pretty cheap and easy way to do it. You know, slap that on your mug or on your bumper or whatever. Um but everything else, I mean, I feel so long as my mental illness is in check, I feel constantly inspired, like all the time, too many ideas, never a much, never enough time. And like, I have so many, like my, my Pinterest account is just insane. I have so, and like, that's just the shit that I keep private, like not even the public stuff. It's like, oh my gosh, this would be a great idea for a sticker, for a shirt, for a whatever it's I feel like everywhere I go I'm like oh my god let me snap a picture of that because that makes me think that I could create this or that like I don't know I think that all sorts of artists of different kinds musicians and uh, you know even uh 
chefs like bakers i think that they feel the same way just all sorts of little things just spark this sliver of creativity and you're like oh man i could do this and so yeah i everything i guess I I really kind of feel you with the inspiration going like constantly. Um, Cause I wind up doing the same thing with podcast episodes. Um, but I think it's neat that you're able to make it a visual representation of what, you know, you want to get out. Sometimes I think that there, there are things that I do just need to get out. Um, like probably my very first sort of emotional artistic creation was writing and, and I've been keeping a journal since I was old enough to write and that's I don't do that for for other people I you know I just do that for me it's it's so important um, but I have done it for others in the past I used to do a poetry zine like in my early 20s where I um I got all sorts of people to contribute from all over the damn world. It was wild. Uh, but it's more just like, I did it under a pseudonym, you know, it's like, I just have this stuff that I need to get out and maybe it'll help other people or maybe they'll fucking hate it. I don't give a shit. I just need to put it out there. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. I mean, that's what's important is yeah. being able to get it out when you bottle stuff up like that, it just, it's waiting to explode. Yes. According to my therapist, I'm very good at that. Very good at, at bottling it up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I think there's like a certain level of professionalism that we try to keep. And I think it gets confused with bottling things up sometimes. Like sometimes it's just having to hold your tongue when someone's talking shit or something like that. All right. So what is your, creative process when making merch um you know your inspiration and everything like you said it comes from what you're feeling and things that you want to get out so from that point when you know you're like i've got to make something with this how do you go about deciding what to do that's a tough question <laughs> um it's it's honestly a really conflicted answer because there, I think that's why any sort of creative person goes into business for themselves is because you want to just create and what that could be your living. Wow. That's awesome. But that's just not the way the world works. Um, like I start out making things that I want to make and that are important to me and whatever. Um, every once in a while I get really lucky and everybody else loves them too. But, um, so many other parts of actually just like running a business are, um, knowing your stats, like knowing what people are actually buying and not just like from you, but just in general, in a, in a similar market, what, what's the temperature there? Are they, you know, people were pretty obsessed with mugs for a while and then they weren't and you know things like that so I try and work with my own ebb and flow but also like the natural demands that my audience is giving me and um there are things that 
I just am so stoked on that. I'm like, I, I don't give a fuck. I got to make this tonight and, and I'm going to feel good about it. You know, like I just did that last night with this new <laughs> design that, that I, I found. I like, I also like to use other people's, um, other people's art that they have available on Etsy that you can buy for uh, commercial use and what have you. I think it's just a, a wonderful way to, I don't know, share the small business love, I guess. It's it's uh, like, hey, yeah, you totally created this awesome design and you're you're gonna just let me put it on this thing and, and then sell it. Cause I think it's, all, you know, it's just, it's really interesting how quickly you can spread all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't know that you could buy like designs and things on Etsy or like right? like the rights to them to be able to do for commercial use. Because um, I also like the Golden Girls and I've noticed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've noticed you have some Golden Girl merch. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I just think it's really cool for you to be able to take something and be like, here this is my design <laughs> well the golden girl stuff is a matter of finding photographs that are in the public domain so that that's actually become kind of a part of my process that i didn't think i'd enjoy and sometimes it's annoying if i'm like i really just need you know like i have this image of i i don't know like a piece of toast in my head and i want to make something with that and i like can't find a thing that i can use um, which then I would just take my own photograph and create my own file or whatever, you know, but it's, there's so many amazing things out there just in the public domain. Um, uh, a lot of famous people's mug shots actually was a fun <laughs> realization. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, who, who did you find? But well, um, it wasn't a mug shot, but it was the wanted poster for DB Cooper. I don't know if, if you've heard of him. Uh-huh. Um, okay, good. Cause we probably just couldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I have these DB Cooper stickers, um, that I made and yeah, his actual, like the FBI wanted poster is in the public domain. That's it's, crazy. It's really cool. Yeah. Dude, just get on wiki comments. And I also know a couple of other sites, but holy shit like there's just so much out there where i'm like oh man like i could make this cute little thing say this obscene thing and that would make a great sticker or whatever you know so. <laughs> that's awesome yeah all right i have two more questions number one what is your favorite piece of merch that you've made so far and then secondly what advice do you have for someone who is thinking about going into business for themselves? Solid questions. Wow. My favorite piece. That's tough. That's tough. Cause very early on in my business, I was really into hydro dipping, um, which is a combination of paint and water. There's a bunch of different mediums or types of paint you can use and things you can do it on. But, mm -hmm. uh, I was really just into that. Uh, so I bet if you would have asked me then, it would have been, oh, hydro dipping, anything I've hydro dipped. I love it. I love it. But now it's like, get a load of these buttons I just made. Like, I'm in love with them, you know? So 
I don't know if I have a favorite. I'm going to think about that and come back to it. Okay. But uh, advice, uh, kind of touched on it earlier of, well, I just make things I want to make. Um, well, unfortunately, it's just not that simple of, okay, I, I have this stuff for sale online, you know, via your own website or, or Etsy. It's not just like people just find it and go there and buy your stuff. Um, I, I kind of just, I just dove in. I feel like I got in over my head, which is like totally how I do things. So like whatever, but it was very overwhelming because I'm very serious about trying to turn this in to my job, to my full-time career. You know, I don't even really think I'm a career driven person, but this pursuit is like making me that way where I'm like, no, I want this and I'm going to research how to do this. And I'm going to learn all these things. And like, I'm taking these online courses and soaking up all sorts of knowledge about how I can do that. And so the advice I would give to somebody who creates some really cool shit that maybe ever, you know, people in your life are like, Oh, this is really neat. You could sell this. Like you totally can sell that. You can fucking sell anything what you have to do before you can really get your feet on the ground with that is do your research and that's really just obviously if people are telling you they like it great they're your ideal customer kind of base your ideas around that mm -hmm. but it's you have to you have to learn to research price points your competition uh be a half-assed decent photographer and i say that after now like on a break today at work i was looking over some of my listings that i haven't really looked at in a while and i'm like oh my fucking god this is horrible like i need to change this and just you know just photographs that i haven't looked at in a while haven't like tweaked and worked on and anyway there's like i feel like i'm constantly just changing things like the more I learn where I'm like oh yeah like I, I shouldn't have the light shining in this way because of x y or z you know so mm -hmm. things like that but market research and a little thing called SEO which I never fucking heard of have you have you heard of that I have actually That's Spotify <laughs> recommends an SEO sometimes so yeah yeah it sounds like it's vitally important to sort of any business these days so obviously podcasts included but uh, i'm constantly learning things about that and i really fucking hate it <laughs> but it's uh it's a lesser of two evils as far as the corporate world is concerned so yeah yeah i think it's neat that you're able to differentiate between the two as far as a day job versus your sweary carry designs just because it's like these things do take work, but it's actually work that you enjoy doing. It's not anything that feels like you're being held at gunpoint to do. Right. So, And I guess the thought that, okay, I, I am my own boss. Um, so if I just don't fucking feel like it, I don't have to. Um, but at the same time, I'm usually the opposite way where I'm like, well, I'm, if I'm just going to sit here and watch this movie, you know, I might as well work on this while I'm doing it. So it has definitely been like all consuming mentally in both good and bad ways. So do you ever find that you struggle with like the ADHD part 
now that you know what it is um when even now doing things all the time every day <laughs> like i i don't know if that goes away um there are certain things like i'm i'm always trying new things like sort of like my own treatment i guess like you know i read this article and it said oh well next time you you know if i'm going to open instagram and i might normally get lost for like 20 minutes uh, just scrolling and enjoying myself, you know, like I read this article recently that was, well, put yourself in an uncomfortable position when you do that, when you don't want to get lost, like when you're like, oh, I just need to get on there to message this person about this thing or to make a post or whatever. So I started doing this thing where like, I literally put my hand above my head. Uh, when I open my phone, I just need to do a quick thing. And I'm like, it fucking works because the second that hand gets tired and I have to put the other arm up, I'm like, I need to get the fuck off my phone, you know? So sort of things like that to stay present are really helpful. Yeah. I have never heard that. Right? <laughs> I'm going to have to start doing that. Myself. Yeah. Damn. But these are things where I'm like, oh, I wish I could think of it as a superpower, but mostly I'm just like, oh, so this is how I've been working against myself all my life and have to like mm. constantly figure out ways to continue doing that but mostly it's just like I just need to keep myself on track with this you know because if I could just let my brain run wild fuck I'd never get anything done <laughs> no I feel that <laughs> I definitely feel that well I would like to remind everyone that Every piece of merch that comes from Sweary Carry Designs is made with fucking love. <laughs> and the packaging that it came in was adorable. And the the items themselves are just awesome, really. Like the stickers don't fade in water. You know, they adhere well. And the buttons as well. I have two buttons um and both are mental illness related i mean just the quality the message everything behind it is outstanding um for those listening where exactly can people find you to be able to order things oh um just go to sweerycarriedesigns.com uh that's sweary as in the word swear with a y and carry like the horror movie uh designs.com um i'm most active on social media on instagram uh at sweary carry designs i will have pictures on my instagram of some of the merch that i've gotten from carrie and i will provide the link as well um i'll put it in my link tree on my instagram so be on the lookout for some positive posts and get your money ready because you're going to want these things. Carrie, I, I thank you again so much for being here and for being the first guest <laughs> I've ever had. Your patience has been immaculate and I can't thank you enough. I'm fucking honored to be here. <laughs> and I'm fucking honored to have you. <laughs> you are welcome here anytime. Yeah, we should do it again. I want to thank you again so much for being here and listening to the podcast. Um, a little bit of, I guess, administrative stuff. 
Um, be sure to like and follow the podcast wherever you are listening to this podcast. Um, it raises awareness to the show and it helps more people to find it in the the mythical algorithm that everything is suggested to us by. Um, it means a lot whenever I go through and I see and I read comments and things like that. And so you as the listener, I can't thank you enough either. Um, but until next time you listen in, um, make sure that you're taking care of yourself and eat something today and drink some water. I know I hate it too, but you'll get through it. And remember that if no one else tells you, I love you.
Her name is Carrie Reimer. 